Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Valladares, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Looking for hair removal tools that not only deliver smooth results, but also make you feel totally in control? Enter Conair Girlbomb. They're like your secret weapons for smooth, sleek results. Made just for us. From the ultimate Girlbomb grip to the professional-grade blades, say goodbye to settling for less. With Conair Girlbomb, you get the precision and power that used to only be exclusive to men's tools. So take your hair removal routine to the next level with Conair Girlbomb. Available at Walgreens. You're listening to Joe Jesua Now with me. Jojo Siwa, an iHeartRadio podcast. All right, welcome back to Jojo Siwa. Now I'm going to start crying. Oh my God. We are about to deep dive into a scary, scary, scary topic. Very scary topic, but it's going to be light. It's going to be light. It's going to be fluffy. It's going to be fun. It's going to be energetic. We are talking about the history of my love life. Oh, dear God. Oh, my God. All right. Ah, well, let me just say, my love life has been a very, very public affair. Um, I, I've been very public about a lot of parts of my love life, for sure. There recently has been more um, that I've kept very private. I will say that I've learned a lot of lessons, and we're going to deep dive on that. Stay tuned. Um, but I wanted to just kind of go like back in time because there's as much as the world knows or thinks they know, there's a lot that the world does not know at all. And we are going back to POV. I'm going with 2000 and let's say 2011. I was a really cute eight years old. Are you ready for this? Well, okay, actually, let's go even back in time a little bit further. I, when I was very young, everybody has their like cutie little crushes, right? Um, I did have a crush on my neighbor. Uh, uh, his name, oh my God, I think his name was Carter. I don't know. I was literally like three or four. I was very, very young. Had a little crush on him. Anyways, cut to third grade. And I don't know if you guys know this or not, but I'm actually a married woman. (laughs) When I was in third grade, I got proposed to at recess. I went for the last semester of third grade. That's where I realized I was right there. I went for the last semester of third grade um, just to make sure I didn't want to go to school, make sure I didn't want to that to be my life. You know what I mean? And it 
definitely was not the life for me. I was on track with schooling. That was another reason we wanted to make sure that I was like, you know, where I needed to be and very much so was. We're chilling. Anyways, one day, the bad boy, um, his name was Braxton, and he he was cutie. Like, he was like a cutie little boy, but he was the bad boy. He got in trouble. He was sitting in timeout at recess. Well, rumor had it, he was going to propose to me that day that he was sitting at timeout. And I can, like, I can picture this so vividly. Oh, my God. It's one of those memories that, like, I genuinely don't have a photo of. Can't, don't have a photo of him, but, like, I can see him, if that makes sense. I can see the thing he gave me. I can see where I put it. I can see where it all happened. So I walk over to him, and we're, I mean, we're babies at this point. We're eight years old. And I was like, hey, I heard you have something to tell me today. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, what is it? He was like, will you marry me? And I was like, yeah. We had never talked before this, keep in mind. It was very much so. Just like rumor had it, he was going to ask me out or ask me to marry him, apparently. And he gave me this like cutie little like glassy janky ring that comes on the top of a cupcake. And yeah, I put it in my cubby in my laundry room at my house. We had like this big stack of cubbies that our shoes would go in. Uh, and I, I, I popped that ring in there and rumor has it, it's still there to this day. Uh, so yeah, I'm engaged. I'm off the market now, apparently. Uh, engaged to a man uh, for God for 12 years now. <laughs> Obviously, I'm kidding. That story is a very true story, but obviously I'm kidding about the whole engaged thing. Um, anyways, after that, I that is when I went on to Abby's Ultimate Dance Competition, and boy, oh boy, did I have a crush on Travis. Now, see, I don't... It's weird because obviously now I'm very, very, if you didn't know, very, very gay. And I don't find, I, I, I can appreciate men's attraction nowadays, but I don't find them, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I don't think I will ever fall for a man anymore. Um, I consider myself a lesbian. And so I look back at my life and I think like how much of all of that, all the boy crushes was real. How much of that was me being like, oh, I need to have a crush on a boy how many girls in my life that were my friends did I actually like actually have a crush on, but like was like too scared to realize it or admit it? You know what I mean? Like, anyways, POV, I do AUDC, Abby's Ultimate Dance Composition, my first TV show. They edited this out of the first episode, but it's so sad. It was my first date that I ever went on and it was with Travis. We had a duo and they sent us on this little date. We got to go into Crafty and pick out snacks. We got oranges and M&Ms and we sat on the stairs and we ate them and we talked and we held hands. It was cute. It was really cute. Um, Obviously, nothing ever came of that. The best part about it is Travis. Now, when we talk about this, uh, uh, we've talked about it a few times. Travis is very openly gay. I'm very openly gay. And so we were like, that's why we were both okay with this because we both knew, <laughs> which is great. It's amazing. It just works. If it works, it works. And if it doesn't, it doesn't. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Diva Adaris. 
what is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness. Kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages, and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs, and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. So then I come home from ADC and all of a sudden I get my first real official boyfriend. What's his name? I don't remember. How'd I meet him? On Instagram. What did my mom do? Make me break up with him in eight hours. Now I thought I was breaking this man's heart and apparently I was at nine years old. Don't know what this kid was. Really never talked to him. Talked for about a day and he was like, want to be my girlfriend? And I was like, frick yeah, I do. And yeah, we dated for eight hours and then that was it. Mom made me end things, which honestly, valid. I would make my kid Freddie do the same. Freddie is not my kid yet. Freddie will be my kid one day. If I ever talk about kids, Freddie, Eddie, and Teddy. Freddie's my baby girl. And then Eddie and Teddy are the twin boys. Those are my babies one day. Um, anyways, then I am definitely off the dating scene for a very long time. Then I don't want anything to do with crushes. Think they're silly. Think they're a waste of time. Then I turned 12 and that's when I was on Dance Moms. And so it was very, when we were on Dance Moms, there was a lot of us girls and it was very much so like, who do you have a crush on? Who do you have a crush on? Who do you have a crush on? And so for me, I was like, well, damn, I need to have a crush. 
let's go. Uh, Thomas, and uh, I'm talking very openly about this because it is all public out there. If you scroll back on my life far enough, you you would find all of this information. Um, but no one's going to take the time to scroll through years, so I'm just going to give it to you all now in a 30-minute podcast. Had a crush on a kid named Thomas. He was on Nickelodeon. He was very, very cutie boy. Um, he was awesome. Super nice kid. We became really good friends. All I wanted was for this boy to kiss me on my 13th birthday. Did it happen? Spoiler alert, no. But did we text and were we so cute? We were so cute. Oh my God, looking back, it was so cute. It was very thirsty. I was very desperate. I gave very much so pick me girl, um, which is fine, but it just obviously is not the vibe now. Um, anyways, we I used to be like, oh, want to play a game? He'd be like, yeah, let's play a game. And I'd be like, let's play two truths and a lie. And he'd be like, okay, this is all over text. How this man ever tolerated me or was friends with me, I don't know. Thomas, I'm so sorry for this. Anyways, I was like, I love to sing and dance. I have a massive crush on you. I own 37 cats. Which one's the lie? Like I, and I would do that so often. Like then he would do his and his would be like, I'm from Argentina. My name is Thomas. I'm on Nickelodeon. Like it was so like chill. Then I'd be like, from Argentina's for sure the lie. Then I would be like, you would think like I would get the hint like, yo, reel back in. Then I would be like, I really, really miss you. I think you're cute. I'm 47 years old. Like, just so stupid, JoJo. So stupid. Obviously had no game. Or did I have the best game? I mean, 12-year-old me was kind of doing her big one. I'm not gonna lie. Anyways, Thomas crush, that fizzled out. Then I moved on to Robert Irwin, had a massive crush on Robert Irwin, was obsessed with the man, thought we were for sure going to get married, like was was convinced we were going to get married. Um, and then cut to I actually, for real, for the first time ever, had a little bit of a fling with a person. And this was my first... The first two flings were with boys and I had one real boyfriend. Um, and then that's when I kind of realized like, hey, wait, I was 17. We're going to, okay, no, I need to, I need to stick in order. I'm almost there. I'm trying to jump to the good part. I'm trying to switch to girls, guys. I'm trying to get past this whole boy part of my life, but it genuinely was the first 17 years of my life. So there's a, there's a lot, there's a thick of it that we got to get through. Um, Anyways, had a cutie little boy fling. That was fun. Fresh fears. Got my first kiss when I was 16. It was cute. I'll give it to us. Like, whatever. We were like, we were a cutie little like vibe. Um, And then cut to, oh God, cut to later that same year. Yeah, this is in 2020. It's 2020. This is like POV September. I'm like, all right, internet's boring right now. What can I do? How can I shake it up? And I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make the internet think I have a boyfriend. This is at a point in time where I was very hated on the internet and I was like, oh, they'll eat this up. So I was like, all right. Someone asked me to prom and I was like, sorry, could go, but like my boyfriend probably wouldn't like that very much. Did exactly what I thought I was gonna do. The world went into a storm. Oh my God, who's Joe his boyfriend? Yada, 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 yada. So then I went with it for a bit and then my friends, um, Kyler and Madison, Madison has a younger brother and his name is Mark. And they were like, hey, they, they, they knew what I was doing. Like they knew like the like 
like that it wasn't real because they were very close to me and they were like we want to set you up with Madison with her little brother Mark and I was like oh my god yes please do it and so then Mark and I met and they didn't tell Mark like the whole thing that was going on on the internet with me having this like fake boyfriend so then Mark saw that and was like what is this and I was like oh god let me explain myself so then I had to explain myself and he was like of course naturally he was like I do not believe you and I was like okay like I promise and I was like talk to your family like they know what's going on right now so then he did and then obviously he became my boyfriend and he became my boyfriend very fast it was national girlfriend day and or maybe it was national boyfriend day I don't know it was one of the two and he was like oh man I wish I I wish I could actually celebrate today and I was like well why can't you and he was like because you're not my girlfriend officially and I was like well why can't I be and he was like do you want to be and I was like yeah and it was cute we were driving home from the sugar factory and we were on a little date and he was driving my car and then yeah became his girlfriend he became my boyfriend um it was cute that was a fun little relationship uh no no nothing bad just young me very 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 gay and uh yeah, I ended things. I've actually, I've only ever been in the position where I'm the one to end things. I've never, I've never been broken up with, um, which is interesting because, so obviously all of those relationships are like cutie fun. Like half of them are all jokes. And then, you know, of course, Mark and uh, the one before Mark was very, like it was cute. And also I'm only saying the one before Mark because it wasn't ever very public and I don't know if he would want it to be public. So I'm being, I'm being cautious. I'm being respectful. Um, although I'm sure he would be fine with it being public. We're good friends now today. Been in my life for, he's literally been in my life since I was like five. Maybe we've known each other and like just saw him a few months ago. Like we're chill. Anyways. Um, but those were all just like cute, fun, frivolous. And then when I realized I was gay was right after I had broken up with Mark and I had a friend who was gay and I knew she was gay. She had come out to me that year. I, I, I kind of had my thoughts beforehand, but then she officially came out to me that year and thought it was cool. And my parents asked me, they were like, what would you do if she ever tried to make a move on you? And I was like, ooh. And I was like, she would never, she's my best friend. Like, that'd be weird. And, but I was like, wait, I would enjoy, like, I would, I would be okay with that. I would like that. And that's kind of when I knew, like, for real, like, oh, this is real. Like, you, you don't like boys. And that was kind of my first realization. And then when I saw her in person again, because we hadn't seen each other for a year, but then when I saw her in person again, I was like, oh, 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 I don't like you like a friend. But of course, you know, in my head, I thought there's no way she would ever like me. Yada, yada, yada. A few days later, find out she likes me. It was great. We had a good time. She ended up becoming my first girlfriend. I uh, definitely was in some sort of version of love. Not the you're the one love, but for sure some version of love. And it's it's interesting to look back on because I know in the moment when I was in my first serious relationship that I definitely was convinced that I like that 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 was it like that she was the one for me we were getting married she was going to be the mother of my children like that was definitely a very prominent thought in my head but now you know that was 3 years ago I'm looking back at it and I 
So it was at the very end of 2020, very beginning of 2021. So a little bit over three years ago, looking back at it, I'm like, that was definitely some sort of version of love, but it was not the version of love now that I can see that I would have one day, if that makes sense. Now, we had a great relationship. We had great times. We had good times. Of course, every relationship has their hard times. Like That's no secret, but very fun, learned a lot, had a good time, very first serious relationship. It lasted nine months. Uh, and then I ended things. And so what I was going to talk about ending things, being the one that's always had to end them is interesting. It's a tough perspective because you are, are very, obviously something has happened or something is happening that you don't want to be in the relationship anymore. But then at some point, you kind of get convinced like, I'm going to hurt this person if I leave, so I need to stay. Then you're hurting yourself, but then are you doing any good for them? But it's this person that you care so much about. You don't want to hurt them, but then it's it's just like this such this back and forth dynamic and it gets it gets really tough. And so you're, you're double hurting yourself while you're hurting somebody else. Um, whereas I think being the person being broken up with, I feel like if someone broke up with me, I would be very hurt, but I would know that they were making the right choice for them. You know what I mean? Versus like being the person that has to do it. Like that's like, I don't know. I've always found it very, very, very hard. Going through breakups for me is something that I take very seriously. Um, it's why I'm very cautious to get into another relationship because I, I'm scared of breakups. I think after you go through your first like heartbreak or version of a heartbreak, it scares you for sure. And I think that's kind of where I'm at in life where I'm like, okay, wait, do I want to do that to myself again? And I, of course I do. Um, but I now have some very, very serious criteria and I, I've learned boundaries and I've learned structure and it's been, it's been hard. I took all of 2023 and I was like, no dating, grow up, Jojo, find yourself, find your life, find your habits, find how to love properly, get rid of your toxicity. Cause I look, I won't lie. I've for sure been toxic before. As we all have, like anybody who thinks they haven't been toxic before, you're lying to yourself. We've all been 17 and 18 and 19 and I'm currently 20. I'm not much older. And I, I look back and I'm like, no, I definitely, there's mistakes that I made. There's of course mistakes that have just happened, but there's, there's a lot that I've learned in the last year that I'm like, now I'm excited to imply to a new relationship, honestly. And some people are going to think that I sound crazy right now and that is okay one of the biggest things for me right now that I'm looking for in a relationship is somebody who is ready for kids. I am not ready, but I'm very near ready. And I think that within the next three, say three, four, I wish I could say two, three, but I still feel like I will be a little young in two years. But I say three, four, because I feel like that's like pregnant in three, babies in four. You know what I mean? And that is something that I care very, very much about. I have wanted kids for a very long time. I've of course, one away. I make the joke to my family all the time. I'm like, thank God I'm not straight because if I was, and if it was, that was the process of me getting pregnant, that would be like, we would have a four-year-old by now. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I've just had a very, I've had a very big maternal instinct since I was literally 12. Um, but of course, you know, me liking women, it, there is a very different process. All processes of getting pregnant are difficult and tough and confusing. But, you know, as a, as a la bean, where there's a little bit of extra steps. Um, so that is something now that I'm really looking for in somebody who's like 
ready to be there in three years, which I think is why now I gravitate towards people that are older than me. I gravitate towards like 27, 28 age because um, I feel like that's when more people are ready um, to have little babies. And then one day, Freddie, Eddie, and Teddy will be into the world and then everybody will get to see my fantasy that I've always wanted to live with my children. Oh, I can't wait. My friend the other day was like, what are you going to do like when you want to come to the studio? Like, how are you going to do that with kids? And I was like, oh, I will they'll be here with us. They will be having the time of their life with us for sure. Oh man. Okay. I feel like I want to just like crack down on some like fun, random dating questions, love life history questions, and just like go freaking in for some fun. Um, one of the first questions is, have you been on dating apps? That actually is one of the worst parts literally worst parts about being a celebrity is you cannot go on dating apps. It sucks. There is a dating app for celebrities called Raya, but there's not a lot of people on it and you have to get approved to be on it. It's a whole thing. You have to get recommended. It's a whole thing. But the problem is Tinder, Bumble, Hinge. You can make an account, can submit my driver's license, put in my passport number. God, I could give them my social security number but there is something that still registers Jojo Siwa. Even if I put Joel Siwa, that will flag the account and get it taken down. And so I verified them all, all taken down. And it is brutal because I would have so much fun on a dating app. But honestly, I think it's good. I think it keeps me very, very sane. Um, and that's a good thing. Are you ready for an all-new season of Survivor? You better be, because Survivor 46 is here, and it's 90 minutes of twists and turns you don't want to miss. Better yet, after each episode, there's a brand new episode of On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. Each week, we go behind the scenes of the episode's biggest moments, taking you into the how and the why things happened. And this season, we're very lucky to be joined by an expert, the winner of Survivor 45, Divya Darius. What is up? I'm thrilled to be joining this team and to be giving you my take on how and the why players made the moves they did, what it takes to outwit, outplay, and outlast, and to ask Jeff some questions because even after 26 days out there, there is still a lot for me to uncover. Bring it, D. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic. 
treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. Another question, what role do your friends and family play in your romantic relationships? This is something that I have had to learn the very, very, very hard way. Um, in the beginning, I told everyone everything. I told everyone the good. I told everyone the bad. I told everyone the happy. I told everyone the sad, meaning close friends, close family. And that is something that I realized when you care about somebody, if, so say I'm telling my mom the bad, right? What's going on that's making me sad in my relationship, which is a very normal, natural thing. Um, uh, she is only going to remember that. She's not going to remember the good stuff. And then it kind of made her and everybody around me, I'm just using her as a specific example, resent the person that I was with, resent my partner. And it's happened different times, multiple times. And it's hard because I can't get mad at her for caring about me, but also at the same time, it's my fault for sharing too much of the bad, but I also needed the help with the bad. You know what I mean? And here's the lesson that I learned. And I swear on my life, I just learned this lesson yesterday. One of my very best friends, Kelsey, she is actually my tap teacher. She said, she says, it depends on what you're fighting about in your relationship. Are you fighting about big stuff or are you fighting about small, stupid stuff? And I thought to myself, I said, oh yeah, we only fight about small stuff. That's good. We don't fight about big things. Like that would be good. Like that, I was thinking about my past relationships and I was like, yeah, we don't fight about anything big. We only fight about like little stupid stuff. And as I was thinking that to myself, she said, because if you are, you want to be fighting about the big stuff that matters. And I was like, wait, 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 what do you mean? And she was like, well, if you're fighting over stupid little everyday things, that's not okay. That's creating a toxic environment. Now, if you're fighting over like where, not fighting over, but getting in pickles about like where you want to live, what your freaking wedding financials or your, your baby timeline, like there's, there are big things, how you're going to pay your house payment, who's paying the house payment. Like there's a lot that goes into it that are big fights, not fights, but talks, I guess is a better word. And of course, some of them lead to fights, but big talks. And it's interesting because I was like, the example that I used, there was a water bottle on the table and I said, wow, that's crazy because like me and my ex, we would argue over if that water had too much or too little water in it to flip and do the water bottle flip challenge. And Kelsey was like, that's not something you should fight over. And I was like, that blew my mind. And so I think that that's what my family could see in my partners is I, we were fighting over small things and they didn't know that that's what was frustrating them. But I was telling them bad stories about small things that we would fight over and they would be like, Jojo, that's just unnecessary. You don't need it. 
And now, now it all makes sense. Literally yesterday, I learned that lesson. So I was like, that's interesting. That's an interesting thing for me to pick up on. What, what are these arguments about? Are they about important things or are they about small, stupid things? They should be about important things, never those small, stupid things. Now, I will say, love can be very fun, whether it is true love or it is just like cute love. It can be very fun. And the there can be a lot of good with the bad and it's it's hard because you want to enjoy that good so much but you also can't let that bad affect you so much and so that's kind of where I've learned to just like take it for what it is when someone shows you their true colors believe them whether that be good or bad um but just just always have your head pretty clear as clear as possible another question uh do you feel like you're the chaser or do you like to be chased oh Oh, see, this is so hard for me. I am definitely, I love the chase. I do love the chase, but I hate games. So that's the problem. I don't like playing games. I don't like if someone plays games with me, like that immediately turns me away from somebody. But I love the like, <clears throat> I want, but I can't have. I love it, but I hate the game of it. So it's, it's catch 22. I also, even if I wanted to be chased, I physically can't let it happen. Like, I don't know what it is. If I get a text, I'm going to respond to it. If I see you, you're calling, I'm going to answer it. If you waited three hours to respond to me, I'm not going to wait six. I'm going to wait three minutes. Like, I'm, I'm, I can't help it. It's, it's bad. How do you find ways to be your individual self? Honestly, that's something that I will admit is a very big flaw in me and relationships in the past. Um, I never... I never did. And I think that was a combined effort between me and past partners for sure. Um, but that is something that I really tried to figure out in 2023 by being alone, being looking at my friends, looking at my friends' relationships, seeing how they live, seeing how the ones, their traits that I like, their traits that they don't like, the traits that I want in a relationship that they have, the traits that I don't want. And well, my very good friends, Rachel and Abby, there's a lot of independence in their relationship. And I really, really love that. Um, I have these other friends who work on cruise ships and they have massive sense of individuality as well. And I, I think that I've learned that that is so important. And then I have some friends as well who are very attached at the hip. I actually, I have straight friends as well who are individual and I have straight friends as well who are attached at the hip. And I see now what I want to be like and I see who I want to be like and I see what couples I enjoy hanging around as their friend and I want to create that space for my friends as well. And it's, it's tough, but you got to do what you got to do, man. All right. Last freaking question. Are you ready? It's massive. Do you want to get married one day? You're never going to believe this. I know I sound crazy, but you just got to get on board. When I talk about Freddie, Eddie, and Teddy, I'm very serious. People think in the beginning, I'm joking about it, and they think a long time, especially because their names are hysterical, Freddie, Eddie, and Teddy. Also, if anyone has any middle name suggestions, poor Freddie, she needs a middle name yet. Eddie and Teddy, they have their middle names. We got Eddie Anthony, Teddy Tyler, um, but Freddie doesn't have a middle name yet. Uh, but I, both, both Eddie and Teddy, their middle names are named after somebody, and so I want... Freddie to also be named after somebody, but I can't, I can't come up with like what rings, like Eddie Anthony rings, Teddy Tyler, Teddy Ty, like that is the cutest little name ever. Teddy Tyler rings. I was like, Freddie needs like a, like what's going to click. So if you have any suggestions, let me know. 
But back to what I was saying is I am very serious about it and I really, really want babies. And I think that if somebody partner-wise comes into my life and is very serious and very good within these next few years, one million percent I would want to get married. However, I am dead set on the on, on little baby Freddie coming here in, in three or four years. And so if no one's in my life at that point in time, kids will be my priority before a serious relationship and before marriage. And so I think it is just like a look into the future, what's going to happen. I'm not opposed to being married, but at the same time, I'm like, oh, I just want babies. But I look at um, Chriselle and G Flip and I want what they have so bad. I like their relationship to me. I'm just like, you two are literally freaking perfect. Like obsessed with them both. And they're both just amazing people. And so I'm like, seeing them married makes me like, oh, that looks nice. That looks nice. But then, you know, no one's around in the next three or four years. They're going to, they're going to be marrying me with a baby. So it's, it's all up for grabs, man. Oh boy, this was only the start of the deep dive of my love life. We have a lot to go in, hard lessons that I've learned, hard things that I've gone through, um, um, situations that I've never talked about, situations that I've never been public about, things that I have been public about that I regret, things that I regret doing, saying, being... um, and I will say there's a lot, there's a lot that I've learned by making mistakes publicly. And uh, that's going to be a fun deep dive. And that is going to, I think, be a very, uh, a good learning curve and a very good rant session for me, because that's what I feel like this podcast is. It's my like personal rant session. Um, but it's going to be a good rant session for me because I've learned a lot of lessons. I've learned that I want to keep my love life believe it or not, private from here on out about uh, uh, my life. Um, But what's out there is already out there. And so there's no shame in talking about it now because it is already out there. And I think the only thing that I can do is make things more clear, more be more aware of what they are, what they were. Uh, Yeah, that's going to be the game plan. So get freaking ready because that that podcast deep dive is going to be a whole nother level. Good freaking luck. Get some popcorn for that one. I love y'all. Thanks for listening to Joe to See You Now. And I'll see you next time. Peace out. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Joe to See You Now podcast. Be sure to write us a review. And maybe if you're feeling it, leave us five stars. I'll see you next week. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. 
Give yourself a delicious escape from the afternoon with the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies.